Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Peach from The Hits 2, recorded somewhere between the 14th to the 25th of June 1992 mm. at the Olympic Studio in London. Prince had recorded a few songs there when he was on tour, um, I think the year before as well. Uh, so obviously he knew that studio. Uh, released on the 14th of September 1993 uh, with, you know, the Hits 1, the Hits 2 and the B-Sides. On the track we have Prince, we have Michael B, we have Sunny T and we have Maite. And then we also have an uncredited sample from Kim Basinger. <laughs> uh, there was a song that Prince recorded that had like a number of things that Kim Basinger sang. And apparently Prince had these, you know, kind of this song used as like samples in various songs along the years, and I think this is like the the kind of the earliest kind of use of of the kind of Kim Basinger sample. Uh, the track itself is three minutes forty eight, and joining me to talk about it is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hey there, Darren. I feel like for a genre, it's really clear what this is uh, if you have any kind of musical background, mm. uh, because it's just a simple twelve bar blues. Yeah, absolutely. And for those who who don't know what 12 bar blues is it's it's quite, it's like a very simple chord progression that pretty much kind of every musician learns um especially for improvisation yeah uh, like if you do jazz you'll have like a, a four bar blues and everyone will kind of know what those are meant to be and then when you improvise usually you'll get the 12 you'll get the 12 bars to do something um and so you know it, we have like a if you imagine that you're in the key of c mm-hmm. you have four bars of c and then you have two bars of F, and then you have two bars of C, and then you have two bars of G, and then you go back to two bars of C. Now, right. the thing is, sometimes in that final bar, instead of going back to C, you might go to G, which then is known as a turnaround. It means right. that you then go back to the beginning. Uh, and because going from G to C is a, um, you're going from the dominant to the tonic. Um, and that's uh, that's like that. If you hear any music, you will know what that sounds like. Yeah, like going yeah. from the going from the fifth to the first. It's always a certain kind of sound. And if you know that structure, when you listen to this song, you can count the bars as you go along, and you can hear like the chord changes. Um, you know, when you get to the fifth bar and when you get to the you know ninth bar, right. and then you can kind of hear it going back to the tonic at the end. Um, and when it when it goes into turnaround, you can hear it going back up to the dominant and then resolve into the tonic as it starts the 12 bars again. So uh, that's the thing is, I've always known about 12 bar blues. So when I first heard this song, that was the first thing I noticed about it, it was like, in my head. I was hearing I was counting the bars and I was like, OK, and now he's changing to this. Chord. And I, like it literally. That's how I listen to this song. I can't, I can't listen to it any other way because I can just hear the structure. Well, I'll say on my end, I definitely hear the structure. It has, a, because it's a, a more uh, hard rocking sound, I think of it as the 12 bar, is 12 bar blues, but also with a hard rock edge, too. I can't yeah. help but think of like late 80s kind of glam rock. I, I honestly think of Motley Crue hearing this song yeah. every now and then. But yeah, definitely the, the core of it is the 12 bar. 12 bar blues yeah i mean yeah it's a rock song but with with a 12 bar yeah. structure that that fits the 12 bar blues i say blues obviously it's not i mean the keyboard you could kind of argue maybe gives it a bit of a bluesy feel but yeah it's it's got it's got a clearly a hard rock feel yeah um and as with most kind of like 12 bar blues the lyrics aren't really that important because what you're trying to do is you're trying to fall into a rhythm of hitting the uh, the cadence when it goes back to the the tonic so you're trying to hit the you know uh, 
with this, it's like the the you know, I mean, Prince obviously starts out by saying, "Here she come. Mm. She got those gold hot pants on again." Which I just wanted to, to quickly say, I am also wearing my gold hot pants. I didn't get to say that earlier. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure our listeners knew and were a little horrified and maybe a little turned on. But I just want, I just wanted to make that clear. I'm wearing yeah. the gold, um, gold hot pants. <laughs> and Prince tells us that he doesn't want to talk, but I don't know. <laughs> She's a peach. And then when we get into the she was dark, she was tan, that's where you get this very kind of specific rhythm that you find in, in 12 Bar Blue stuff. Yeah. Which is the da 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 like it's it's kind of like and then if you if you know kind of like blues songs, you know, my my woman done me wrong and all that kind of thing, it fits to that kind of like um, you know, da 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 like there's all the lyrics kind of hit on certain beats. Yeah. And it's very kind of rigid and it's it's like I say, if you know the structure, that's how that's that's kind of what you really hear in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, the kind of the simple rhymes as well kind of fit with the idea of um, certainly that maybe this was improvised. I mean, like, I, I imagine that at the time Prince's band is so tight that if he was like, let's just do 12 bars and then see what we get. Then obviously, you know, you, you get the you get the, the kind of the verses, which is the she was dark. She was tan. She made me glad to be a man. Mm-hmm. She was young. She was smart. Just one glance and she stole my heart. That's the first eight bars. And yeah. then for the chorus, you get the you go up to the dominant four, the kind of girl you want to teach. Mm-hmm. And then you go back down to the tonic four. She's a she's peach. a peach. Yeah. And then yeah. you immediately turn around and you go back to the summertime <laughs> yeah. feeling fine. So it's like the structure of it is kind of dictates the lyrics. So you get this kind of eight bars of a verse and then, you know, two bars of a, of a, a kind of chorus, uh, sorry, four bars of a chorus. And the final two bars are always, she's a peach. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, once you know that you can kind of structure the song quite easily around that. And then obviously, you know, you get after, I think it's after the, her hot pants can't hide her cheek. She's a peach. Then you get the kind of the solo Right. And that, again, it's just 12 bars. And then it's funny because for me, you can mm-hmm. hear with the way Prince is playing the guitar, when he gets to the end of the 12 bars, he does the kind of the dun 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 He descends oh, yeah, absolutely. from the dominant down to the tonic. And then so we can go back to the beginning again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in theory, this, you know, any 12 bar blues could literally go on forever. Right. Because, <laughs> because it just keeps like it's because it's just a simple structure. It just kind of keeps looping around and around and around and around. And so it's kind of interesting that, you know, after about three minutes, Prince is like, yeah, I think we've done this. And then he does what most people do with 12 bar blues, which is you kind of then build up and then you go to, you know, the kind of, uh, you know, what they call a perfect cadence, which is going from the the dominant down to the tonic. And that's kind of how he finishes. So he varies the end when he says she's a peach. That sounds very technical to it. I mean, it's for anyone who's got a basic music knowledge, it's not very technical, but I'm, I'm assuming for everybody else, that sounds very technical. And if it, you you might have learned something today, this might have been a completely Maybe. new music theory thing. Yeah. Which... I mean, I'm, I'm remembering stuff from like, you know when this song actually came out and yeah. <laughs> so oh, okay. uh, you know this is like very old knowledge for me but yeah i mean i i mean in terms of the lyrics as well there's no i mean <laughs> I, I feel like there are a couple of lyrics that we need to get into a little bit okay um, which which one the, of them are for you which one for you first of all I'll, I'll say look i like the start you know the kind of she was young she was smart just one glance and she stole my heart. Obviously, the song is quite clearly... This is the time where Prince is is inspired by Maite. So this mm. is clearly a song that's about Maite. Obviously, she was a, a lot younger than Prince, mm. as you know, a number of tracks on Symbol kind of tried to make very clear to us. You know, when he says, just one glance and she stole my heart, that's kind of... 
you know, this is a. I mean, the hits two was was the was the out of the two was the one that had the more risque songs on. Right. Um. So you know, you had sexy MF, you had stuff like that. So the fact that you know Peaches on that one and not the hits one is kind of telling. Um. You know, and of course, uh, the fact that he says the kind of girl you want to teach again, mm. that kind of. It suggests a certain kind of um, age difference in the relationship, and then obviously she's a peach, uh, which uh, yeah, in the de- in the days now of emojis, Prince was ahead of the I, game. I was I was going to bring that up if if uh, yeah if those Google emojis existed in the early nineties, instead of having an actual peach on the cover for the single, would he have had that peach, or would the, or has has that peach or has the song not come back around to be referenced that often for peach? I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah. It's, but I just I find it quite interesting, you know, that um, yeah, you know, this like Prince essentially is is presaging the uh, the idea of the peach emoji representing mm. someone's uh, bottom, uh, and you know, <laughs> when we get we then get the second verse, which you know, summertime, feeling fine, getting wild, uh, all that's on my mind. Here she come, and there's a little kind of like um, cart. There's a few cartoon yeah, sound effects far- on there. Cartoon like sound effects throughout, like in I think the in the first part, just like the weird like eyeball popping or look around yeah in the first verse yeah and then you have like the, the kind of car screeching to a halt yeah and he says here she come dressed in red and then and then prince coming up with larry the cable guy's uh catchphrase many years before i'm guessing where he says get it done is all that's in my head and like i've said occasionally prince will kind of reveal his midwestern roots and i feel like that's about the most kind of revealing phrase he's ever said in a song when he's like, get her done. Uh, <laughs> it's not quite get her done, which I believe is, you know, Larry the Cable Guy's yeah. actual phrasing of that. But I still I still kind of like that it seeps into this song. Um, and then this is where he brings the hot pants up again. Uh, her yep. hot pants can't hide her cheeks. No. She's a peach. Hot pants do not hide cheeks very well. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a, but this suggests that these are hot pants that are cut really high yeah. to kind of, you know. Um, and in the video as well, um, which I don't think at the moment is on the Prince YouTube channel, but though I'm hoping at some point it will be. I mean, they put the video for Sexy MF on, so I don't see why they wouldn't put the video for this. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, Maite just walking around, and there's a band playing, and you do kind of see her hot pants and her peach occasionally <laughs> in the video. So, Prince, you know. And then we get to what I'm going to say is possibly the most problematic of the verses. Yes, yes. Uh, so. Yeah, where Prince says she was pure every ounce. I was sure... Uh, now, in I think in like the radio edit it, he, and in the video edit as well, I think he just goes when her and then there's like a moaning sound and it goes bounced. So mm. he, they kind of just imply it. Uh, but yeah, Prince saying when her titties bounced is just like... <sighs> that word, I've just been... I can't with that word anymore. I just can't stand that word. It's just, <laughs> ew, titties. That's a weird way to talk about breasts. I don't know. It's just it's it's just a weird word. I think there was like um like during like last year during the uh, uh, campaign or like the election. Uh, I was watching Daily Show. Trevor Noah was talking about when they flipped a coin for one of the uh, debates, and Donald Trump won. And he and not and. Trevor, Trevor was surprised he said heads because the first thing he probably would have said was tits and I'm like I can't with that word anymore no. it's, just, no. it's just oh. and then we get to um, Prince I would say I mean at this particular point in time we've got to remember Prince is like 34 my taste 20 so you know that's that's what the age difference is at this point when this single came in fact I think Prince might have even been 35 by the time this single came out mm. and he says every way she's a winner turn a gay preacher 
to a sinner. Yeah. Um, now, I, don't, I mean, I personally don't think he needs the gay part in there. I, you know, I, I think he could have just said turn a preacher to a sinner and that would have worked in the same way. Um, so I'm not sure why he had to put the sexuality in there, but yeah. I don't know. It's it's one of those lines that you kind of like, well, you know, I guess it was it was 1992. I don't think, I mean, he was known for being relatively enlightened when he was younger, but at this point he was kind of, uh, I don't want to say entrenched because that sounds terrible, but right. you know, he, he was in a bubble for a number of years at this point, you know, over a decade since he'd really kind of, um, you know, he had Paisley Park where, you know, he spent most of his life um, you know, he only he only met Maite because she happened to go to one of his clubs. Mm. So obviously, the world that Prince was in was still kind of a little bit behind the times, let's say. Yeah. Um, so I don't think we need to get the word gay in that line. No. Just like I don't, I think we can get away with the implication of titties in the previous line as well. I don't know how you feel about that. Though. No, yeah. Obviously, it feels like it's. I, 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 unfortunately, it feels like it was a sign of the of that time. Um. I guess to quote Prince in some way, sign of that time to kind of use gay in that way. I'm also trying to think if it were to fit in the, um, just like the meter, he could have said, turn a preacher into a sinner. So that might have helped to yeah. gay and in or yeah. just one syllable off. Um, and I, I'm not sure exactly what his feelings were specifically on, you know, the LGBTQ community at the time i i wasn't sure if they were too enlightened i don't think they were but i don't want to like make a, a full comment on whether or not they were but yeah just throwing that out there it just seems kind of weird it just seems like a tiny yeah. it's problematic i would say i wouldn't full out say homophobic but definitely one of those things where now it's like oh, that's a problematic line and i think i think the thing is of course you know obviously with it being a 12 bar blues the the kind of the meter is very kind of yeah. rigid so you have to kind of have a certain number of syllables yeah um you know so it, I, I mean i guess yeah it could have been rewritten a little bit but i don't know it's just weird that he kind of throws that out there and um you know when when he could have like we say he could have put a word later in the line and it would have still had the same absolutely meter. yeah um and then, of course, he says, the one you want your mama to meet, mm. she's a peach. <laughs> um, which, I mean, I, I, I think, uh, you know, obviously Prince, I mean, he was, I'm not saying, I'm not going to say estranged from his family, but I don't think he really kind of, I don't think his relationship with his mother was was terrible, but I don't I don't think they were that close. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I don't know, I, I think the fact, I mean, the fact that he says your mama as well, he's not saying, you, you know, mother, your mother would fit the same. Um, you know, it's the fact that he says your mama, um, yeah. you know, this is a song that really also kind of, um, the fact that he says she was, you know, she was dark, she was tan, like that, that kind of start, mm-hmm. it's, it's like very rare that Prince would kind of, um, you know, kind of be this explicit about, um, you know, kind of, uh, race in this way. Yeah. Like, you know, so I think that's an interesting thing as well. Like obviously Maite was, um. I say was she's not dead. Um, <laughs> Maite, Maite is Puerto Rican, so you know the song obviously you know is directly about her. So you know the fact that he's he's kind of mentioning her skin color is is I don't know. I think it's worth it's worth remembering. You know it's it's kind of it's something that Prince very rarely kind of did was kind of explicitly yeah. uh, mention race in this way. Although I'd say this later in the nineties, um, you know he did kind of um, certainly go back to his you know, roots a little bit more of the kind of, you know, the black audience that he kind of crossed over away from after Purple Rain. Yeah, I, I mean, from my angle, it doesn't feel like he left the the audience 
per se. I think he just wanted to not be tied down by how the music machine works where you are a crossover yeah. artist. I think he just was someone who wanted to be as broad as possible. But yeah. at the same time, I think there was just going into the business world it made, or going into, like I guess, the mainstream world. One of his way, I guess, he protested was by maybe stepping back or maybe focusing more or more explicitly focusing on uh, like an African-American, like a black experience and being yeah. more open about that. And then, of course, we finish up with him saying, uh, <laughs> this is a girl plays hard to get. I would die if I kissed her. I would try, but I'm last on her list. Hmm. The thing is, he says last on her list, but I'm sure he kind of makes it sort of rhyme with kissed her because I always hear him saying list her. And then he mm. goes, she's so cool, and I'm so ugly. <laughs> I'd be a fool to think she could love me. This kind of girl's always out of reach. She's a peach. And, you know, I, I, I like the idea that Prince is kind of saying that Maite is cool and he's ugly. <laughs> because, you know, the in his previous relationships, um, you know, the, the kind of... The, the women that have inspired him before this, I don't feel he's ever kind of done this of, like, putting himself... And then putting her on a pedestal and kind of putting himself saying that he's ugly when mm. we know Prince is not ugly. I mean, no, he we've, is not. we've seen you, Prince. You can't <laughs> convince us of this. But yeah, the idea that he's like, here is this new, you know, young girl. She's captured his heart. Um, you know, like you said, just one glance and she stole my heart. You know, and he's saying she's young, she's smart. Um, you know, she's dark, she's tan. Like he's giving, he's saying, telling us a lot about her. Her titties uh, you bounce. Know, she's, she had her yeah, ass her can't well, hide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah her, she's got hot pants on, but she's also dressed in red. Like, he's given us a lot of things. And then for the kind of final thing to say, she's out of reach to Prince. Mm. And that's how cool she is. And that's how that makes him feel ugly. I think that's like an interesting, you know, he could have put that earlier in the song and then he could have, you know, done a whole, the whole titties bounce thing later on. But he the, the way that he structured this, it makes it feel like it finishes by Prince saying, you know, all this stuff is, is about this person. But, you know, at the end of it, I don't think I'm in her league. I'm not going right. to get her. You know, she, and that's what she's a peach means at the end. You know, all the stuff before of like, she's the kind of girl you want to teach. A hot pants can't hide her cheeks. Mm. You know, the the one you want a mama to meet. At the end, he's like saying she's out of reach. That's mm. why she's a peach. You know, that's the, that's the kind of, that's what that, that phrase means. It doesn't mean that she's someone that Prince finds attractive, even though he's going, he's listing a lot of things here that he's finding attractive about her. The final kind of sentiment is, and, she, you know, she's all these things, but also she's out of my league and I'm not going to get her. And yeah. I, I think that's that's kind of an interesting way for this song to finish. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've, it's kind of like, a, uh, not the right word, but a neg in a way to, uh, or it's flattering her. It's like, honey, yeah. you're just amazing, but I can't, I mean, I can't get with <laughs> you. You're just too beautiful. Your ass is amazing. It's a peach. Georgia one to yeah. be specific. Uh, yeah, it is kind of so flattering that maybe she's like, well, wait, this is Prince. I, I, I should, he, how can he think he's not good enough for me? Let me, what? It's kind of like that. It's a good flattering kind of uh, yeah. tactic. I mean, I don't think it's negging because I think negging would be an entire song about how, you know, her ass is too big. And, yeah. Yeah. And like, it would be, it would kind of, it would be picking at that. But yeah, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. Like, yeah. Prince is then kind of being like, oh, you're way too cool for me. And obviously that's the kind of thing that would make someone be like, hold on a second. That that can't be true. And no. then obviously that's what kind of draws you in. But I, I do love that that's the end of it. You know, like Prince finishes by saying she's out of reach. And I, I think out of all the kind of like the, oh, not in that, but that's the, that's the, that's kind of, it rhymes better than, 
cheeks and peach and meat and peach. Mm. Like those are kind of weirder rhymes. And obviously teach and peach, you know, the implication there is also a bit. So you're like, you know, but I think she's always out of reach. She's a peach. I think that's a, that's a, a really good kind of an end to the song. Yeah. Um, you know, as well, we get like a little kind of, you know, we get the kind of guitar solo. Like I said, in a 12 bar blues, you get 12 bars where you get a little bit of a solo going on. Um, you know, the song essentially doesn't, you know, it doesn't outstay its welcome. Let's say that like yeah. um, 12 bar blues. The one thing, if any, if anyone, any musicians out there will tell you the one thing about 12 bar blues is holy God, it is tedious. Like <laughs> if you're the, if you're like a bassist and you're playing 12 bar blues, just playing like those three notes and particularly the first four bars are just one chord. Yeah. It can get so boring. And I think that's why Prince kind of, you know, he, you know, he makes this song kind of interesting. He makes kind of 12, being just stuck in this 12 bars, he makes that, you know, quite interesting. And yeah. also he, he realizes once he gets to a certain point that this is where the song needs to end. <laughs> and then, and then they kind of finish. And he has that, that the ending where he says, you know, peach, like in really in like a low voice, doesn't he? At the, like kind of yeah. towards the end. And, and that's, that's the end of the song. Um, so I I like that as well, that he knows when to get out on a 12 bar blues, which is something that, you know, so many people don't know. So many people on a 12 bar blues, they'll just go one more time around and you're like, yeah. oh, really? We should have, we should have finished 12 bars ago. You know, that would have <laughs> been the big finish, but we just keep on going. So, you know, that's also the downside of, uh, of, it, of it being that. Uh, yeah. Now, this was obviously one of the singles that was released um, for, uh, the, you know, to, to promote the hits too. Um, and it was released on the 4th of October in the UK. Um, and, you know, and then for some reason, one week later, there was a second CD. Uh, the first one had the Nothing Compares to You like live version that Prince has done, an edit of that as the B-side. And the second one had My Name is Prince as the B-side, an edit of that as well. The edit that takes out all of Tony M's rapping, basically. Um, and except, it, you know, it did really well over here. It got to number 14. I remember seeing the video on Top of the Pops and mm. various other kind of like different shows that kind of talked about the chart. And, you know, it it, it did really well. Um, and then it was released in America and it got to 107 in the Billboard Top Hot 100. Wow. Um, you know, so that's that's not a, a great performance. No. Um, and it was there for like four weeks, kind of like bubbling under. Um, but over here, you know, it straight in at number 14 and it stayed around on the charts for about five weeks. Mm. Uh, this was about a month after, you know, the the hits the b-sides have been released anyway um so you know for so i don't know even know why but for some reason over here it did well and in america people just didn't kind of you know they didn't uh kind of take to it and i don't know why because i really enjoy i really enjoy this song you know it's uh what year was it released as a single in the u.s again because i i'm 1993 it was it was about like five weeks after it'd been released over here yeah that, that it got a release so it's like November 1993. So it's just kind of like the end of the year. And it never managed to get into the Hot 100. I think maybe, I don't know if it was played a lot on rock stations and that might have been, if it or if it was played on rock stations at all, because I think that might have been a reason why it didn't, it didn't kind of gain popularity in the US. Because this song, until I, I actually got um, yeah. the hits, I have, was not really familiar with the song. So I think that was, I think, radio play I mean, the, was an issue. As I said, the interesting thing is it was released over here essentially to support Prince's tour. Yeah, Prince was touring in the UK at the time. He just kind of started that tour. And so it was released just as the tour started. 
and then also he did an appearance, which I've spoken about before, um, on the Simon Bates show. Uh, you know, he played 1999 and Baby I'm a Star in America, mm. uh, Dance Music, Sex Romance. And then he did Pope uh, with a little bit of It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night. And then he did Peach. And then he also incorporated a little bit of Chaos and Disorder mm. into the outro of Peach, uh, which is interesting because obviously that song didn't get released for like another two, three years, maybe. Right, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's interesting that he put it there. But yeah, um, you know, so he, he made that appearance and he played Peach on there. Um, actually, I think that like he didn't play much of Pope. I think it's only like a minute and a half. But Peach, mm. he did pretty much like a, a full kind of like six minute live version. Um so yeah, right. I mean maybe that's why it did well because he came he was here and he was supporting it and he did a few kind of TV shows and stuff with it so uh maybe that was why it it, it charted so well. Exposure is like a big thing. Well, yeah, and I guess I mean he was also uh, you know on a European tour when it was released in America yeah. so I you know he wouldn't really have been there to kind of support that. Um so but yeah, you can you, if you look on uh, YouTube you can find a live version of this. Obviously I said, you know, at this point as we record this uh, the video isn't on the Prince YouTube channel, but I would expect that it would be because they put the video up for the same December, and I didn't even know that had a video. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think eventually they kind of this this would probably would be on there. Um, you know, and I mean, out of five, I would have to say uh, for me four, um, and only because it's twelve bar blues, and hearing the structure of twelve bar blues, it just kind of even even the best twelve bar blues. It kind of makes me think, you know, I, I can hear the, the kind of the 12 bars coming around again. Yeah. And sometimes that kind of distracts me a little bit. So and also, you know, I feel like the kind of titties bounce thing, you know, I mean, maybe that just takes like half a star off and the kind of gay preacher thing. I don't even know why he needed to say yeah. that takes maybe another half star off for me. Yeah, I would also give it a four out of five, too. I think the energy and the the. It being twelve bars and like recognizing where the core or how the um the core changes are and what chord it is. I was trying to look as to what key it was in uh, early on, but yeah, I think just kind of knowing the simplicity of the song really helped it. But it is those lines that kind of eh for me, and also just uh, some of the cartoony noises are just kind of weird. But you know the uh the guitar solos i think they are also kind of save the track too yeah so that's where i'm standing with yeah. that yeah like i mean like you know the cartoon noises you're like i don't know what's <laughs> yeah occasionally with prince you're like i like it when he tries stuff but then sometimes you're like i don't think he needed to put cartoon noises on no. this I, I think we all get the idea of of what he's describing we don't we don't kind of need to kind of go in that direction no um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it should go without saying, you know, like I couldn't find any covers of this. Actually, uh, like I, said, uh, I oh. want to say I found a uh, <laughs> Rod Stewart covered the song in the uh, early 2000s, early aughts. And it's oh. more or less the same version that you hear on the uh, on the hits and um, kind of uh, close to the live version. But yeah, it's really it's really kind of uh, photocopied. And in fact, him's Rod Stewart saying titties makes it a lot worse to hear that line too. <laughs> yeah. So and it's like, I don't need you to say that. Yeah. And, and like I, I yeah. said, Prince, obviously he played this live, you know, on the tour that accompanied this, but then also, I mean, he dropped it for about a decade and yeah. then he pretty, he pretty much kind of played it consistently for the rest of his career, um, mm -hmm. all the way up until like 2014. Um, now I, I think the thing is obviously during those performances, I'm guessing he probably dropped the word titties and yeah. probably didn't say gay preacher, probably said something different. 
you know, so I'm guessing there were some kind of lyric changes. Oh, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, as well, you know, this this was a uh, this was featured on, you know, obviously when Prince, uh, you know, after Prince's death, uh, Warner Brothers uh, cashed in by releasing Forever. Uh, you know, that compilation which had like lots of um, kind of it had one new song, which will be the last track that I talk about mm. uh, in this project. Um, sometime in you know May two thousand nineteen, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, but it, 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 Peach was included on that that kind of compilation. So it's funny because because it, Peach is put on here as like a new song to promote like the the hits package, and then obviously it becomes a hit, and then so it ends up on a greatest hits package itself later on. And yeah. I just thought that was quite funny because it's like. It's. I. I don't think like. The, I mean, the the nothing compares to you live version. Also ended up on that as well. So, um. But you know, that's that's more of a B side than anything. But I just find it interesting that something that was recorded to promote one hits package ends up on a different hits package later on. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh. But yeah. So I mean. Uh. I don't think like there's anything we can say about this unless we you know unless we we go to the the, the tonic and then start this podcast from the beginning. No. Uh, which I wouldn't advise. Yeah. So, um, have you got anything that you wish to plug, Elliot? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at eh Wallace, and you can also find me on my uh, fitness Instagram at the Elliot Wallace. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track, or you can find us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us. Not sure why you would though. At Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Elliot. Thank you very much. And otherwise, goodbye. <laughs>